GM friends. Thanks for listening to this new segment on JPEGs, where every Thursday, Mikey and I, CryptoLaka, do weekly wrap-ups on this week's latest NFT news. Today is the 10th of February, and this week we go through how BuzzFeed docks some of the Bored Ape Yacht Club founders, the emergence of some real-world applications for NFTs, and Brantley Milligan, who was voted to step down from his role of Director of Operations at ENS over a controversial tweet. Let's jump right in. So this week's news in the non-fungible token world is covering February 3rd to the 9th, 2022. This first one is coming to you from CL with BlockWorks Market Cap Recap. Go ahead, CL. Thank you. Yes. So this week's market recap is based on a couple of things. Last week, Ethereum was at 2.6K. And this week, it's increased by 18%. So some of the news that could have attributed to it was crypto's market cap hitting $2 trillion, which is crazy. And then we got news of KPMG, one of the largest accounting tax advisory firms, adding Bitcoin and Ethereum to its balance sheet and FTX to give away Bitcoin at the Super Bowl. So some of those pieces of news that may have contributed to that bounce that we experienced this week. Also, in conjunction to their market cap hitting $2 trillion, Ethereum's market cap just surpassed MasterCard's market cap, which is very bullish news. Yes, just proves that Ethereum is making waves continuously and it is not stopping. So I don't feel like we've been in a bear market. How about you, Mikey? I don't think so. I think it's just some sideways movement, not necessarily a bear market. Yeah, this Ethereum surpassing MasterCard's market cap is huge just because knowing how long MasterCard has been around. Mm, yeah. So, all right. So let's move on to the next one, which is BuzzFeed News. The Board API Club NFT collectively worth billions, not millions, but billions. Their founders were unknown. We found them along with plenty of questions around Web3, anonymity, and accountability. First, the reaction of the community was very against BuzzFeed because they dox the founders who, you know, without their consent. And I get doxing in the sense of bad actors of like exposing them and knowing like, who is this person? What's their track record? But in this sense, it was without the consent of the founders and the founders started posting their pictures more just to, you know, be aligned with the community and as a BAYC holder, I'm very supportive of them and just love what they're doing. So good on them by being open to being not being docs, but being open about what happened and really a miss on BuzzFeed to try to get some clickbait article out there by doxing someone. You know, what are your thoughts on doxing within the Web3 um, space? Yeah, I guess like it's when you put anything on the internet, you're at risk of being exposed. Like if someone just does enough digging, they could find like, you know, your real identity. And in most cases, it's not too hard. I really do like want to know like what was the motive behind BuzzFeed News exposing this piece of news? I don't know if it was to like expose them for like, I don't know, because Board Ape Your Club is already like a success story. I think it was maybe, if anything, just general curiosity over who the founders were. I think the founders handled it really well by being open and, you know, just going with it. Because if they had done the opposite, then it would have made things really awkward and it would have created like almost this divide between Web 2 and Web 3, which at the end of the day, like none of us who support Web 3 want that. So I think they handled this really well. Yeah. Let's move on to the 
next one, which is kind of random. There used to be like Board API Club versus MeBits. So this next one is MeBits. CL, you want to talk about this one with NFT Go? Yeah. Yes, sir. So this one I came across randomly when I was using NFT Go. It's a really good analytics website to track activity and market data across a lot of collections. And I just noticed how much this MeBit was constantly going for. It was apparently going for 6.9 ETH wrapped E every day for about a week. So this is obviously somebody selling their MeBits back to themselves back and forth. And I was wondering, like, why would they want to do that? Because it obviously skews market data for these analytics and it's hard to get an accurate pricing on a particular NFT. But I think we mentioned last week that LooksRare came onto the scene really strongly. And that's due to their, well, their token rewards, right? So right now they have token incentives where they're rewarding people for essentially trading on their platform. So I think this is like one of those incentives that are leading to like these huge inflated prices. Yeah. Which caught my eye and I looked into it and I was like, oh, okay. So this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely skewed the data just because I'm one of those people that looks at on-chain analytics. And if you look at the trading volume for MeBits, MathCastles, and dot, 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 I think was the name of one. Their projects... <laughs> Yeah, all the dots. Their projects have zero royalty. So the person trading and being on the come up on that rewards is just someone that is eating the cost for gas fees for trading and the market fees that looks rare charges per trade. And their bet essentially is more on the looks rare token going up in value. So they're really taking advantage of those bonuses. And it's a great way for Looks Rare to onboard people onto their platform because anybody that's on OpenSea already knows the frustration there. It's something we covered last time, you remember? And yep. now if you and I were like active traders, why would we go to Looks Rare where I'm being rewarded by being on that platform already? Yeah. All right. So for the next one we have is a lot of drama with ENS domains, one of their core contributors was Brantley Milligan. And an old tweet of his resurfaced, which I'll read out loud. That was Brantley's tweet. I just want to let people know. He tweeted out, homosexual acts are evil. Transgenderism doesn't exist. Abortion is murder. Contraception is a perversion. So is masturbation and porn. And that is one person's opinion. It's their opinion. It's their own. And that's why like a lot of people were very upset at ENS domain and they essentially ended up voting him out because a lot of people voted him as a delegate for the DAO. And that's the power of DAOs is being able to take away that power from someone else that you use as a delegate. And yeah, it's just, it was definitely huge during the time that it happened. And I think they terminated him from ENS domains and he'll still be around in Web3, but obviously, you know, he, his stance on that is very strong. He didn't back away from it. It wasn't like, oh, that's some old tweets and I take it back. It was like, nope, this is my beliefs. So respect on that, but not on something like this, if that makes sense. You know, like we all know what's right and wrong and that was not it. Any thoughts on this? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting on this. I always wonder what goes through people's minds when they broadcast their thoughts. Like, it's fine. Uh, values, 
there's nothing really wrong with that as long as it's like people who say those things down the line they they don't get backfired in a way and they lose their position at a really big name organization with this particular person I guess he handled it like quite well because obviously he stands for what he stands and even mentioned in a recent tweet like he's still going to be around in web3 he's just going to do that with his values being like very out there and very public and known so yeah interesting piece of news yeah let's move on to the next one which is one from you if you want to take this one away Yep. So I went down a little rabbit hole regarding a first rental property, NFTs. So this new piece of news was like NFT in the form of a rental like property deed, selling selling houses. So basically you could buy a house and you will receive the deed through an NFT, which, you know, I think will be a standard in the next like couple of years, maybe even a decade, the way that People will just buy and view houses online and then bid online and then receive it through online paperwork. So I thought this was really interesting. And I was like, oh, this is probably like the first sign of what we're going to start to see. But I found that there was this website called Lofty that's actually letting people buy tokenized fractions of a house. And it already allows people to receive rental yield. And this was all happening on the blockchain. So this is another form of technological integration that we're seeing with real life assets being bought and sold on the blockchain. And then I looked a little bit deeper into this topic and wondered what other things that NFTs could solve for real life issues, such as the supply chain. Well, we know that the supply chain is a huge industry. It's 50 trillion dollar industry that has been littered with issues of accuracy, paper trails, the the transparency of like where our produce and where our items come from. And turns out that blockchain could really help take away like a lot of these inefficiencies in our now global supply chains. So this is a really great video that I watched. Um, it's 15 minutes long. I recommend uh, you take a look. It's by Bloomberg Quick Take. I learned a lot about the role of public ledgers and distributed no technology and how we could assist us from a consumer's point of view, like how, like where our things come from, whether the farmers get paid, whether the farmers are like recognized for, you know, their hard work of getting like things to us in, in developed countries, really good stuff like that. So definitely recommend taking a watch. It's mm, interesting. I'll have to take a look at it. Yeah. I think the supply chain issue is huge that a lot of people are going to realize once the mainstream adoption does come. So let's move on to the next one, which is a tweet from OX Bender. For those that don't know, OX Bender is one of the smarter, like smarter developers out there in the space. Like I've followed him before and he breaks down a lot of things. And when there's random airdrops, he's one of the first to kind of go through the contract and let people know like, hey, this is safe to claim. So he's a very trusted resource. But essentially, his Twitter thread was just talking about a newest NFT drop, which was Pixelmon. They raised $70 million for a game where it's not even close to being finished. And it gives the illusion of their social and Discord being a lot, an enormous size that people want to get it. So he's saying like, the NFT space is due because we can't recognize those red flags and NFTs are feeling more and more like shitcoin ICOs of 2016, 2017. 
For the listeners that don't know, ICO stands for Initial Coin Offering. And a lot of I came into Ethereum in 2017, and those were one of the things I found, and I just stayed away from it. And essentially, a lot of people just made out with a lot of money with high promises of a product, but never really delivering. So I think to your question earlier, if I'm bearish or bullish, this instances like this, I'm a bit bearish just because if it keeps building up and there's projects, I'm not saying that this is a rug pull, but if there's projects that are rug pulls and just like bad actors in this space, it'll come down hard. So just be mindful. He also pointed out that this doesn't mean don't buy NFTs and doesn't mean all projects are bad, which is definitely aligned with the things for me. His main thing is don't give away your hard-earned gains. Invest in teams that prove they can deliver. Don't buy into projects that are all smoke and mirrors. So that's definitely one of the biggest things. Like I see it throughout Instagram, even Snapchat of just lots of accounts shilling other projects. And if you look recently, the, the huge Instagram page NFT was just taken down because they were like shilling without even proper ad inclusion. So it's one of those things like if someone's sharing something, I automatically assume that they're shilling it. Like do your own research and just know like he even pointed out BAYC was not birthed out of a 200k following. It was a small community that slowly grew to become something no one thought it could. There will be another BAYC, but it won't be the project you expect. So for me, that case is like, I am trying to pay attention even more with projects coming out because Etherworks, that one that he mentioned was minted for free, 0% royalty fee. And Polygon gave the team $10,000 to build something. So just imagine like build something out of 10,000. What's Pixelmon really building out? Uh, let's see. His main thing is start minting and supporting projects that do something or are led by people who can. Few will recognize how important these tweets are to what happens next. Even fewer will act on them. So this is my own way of acting on them to share it to listeners now because I'm sure you get the same DMs. Like I have homies that DM me like, oh, what do you think of this project? And the second I I could just like quick snap, oh, it's something apes, a derivative. Like that's probably going to go to zero. There's somebody just showing that to you. And I don't want that to my homies, let alone like, listeners. So yeah, what's your take on this whole Twitter thread? Yeah, I think it's such a known issue in the space. And obviously, it's not great for newbies to come with the expectation that they'll have a piece of the pie when that piece of the pie is like the fake pie. And that could really only be solved with time spent researching, being involved and participating actively in the space, and just training your eye to spot out bullshit. And even though it's hard, especially in the internet, even an added layer of difficulty because, you know, a lot of these people can just fake their identity online. That's where the like participation really acts as like a safety net to people who want to learn more about the space and like invest in the space. Of course, like when you invest in this space, it's like, you know, it's high risk, you know, it's highly volatile. It's super subjective because there's art involved and things like that which is why like, it's so much more important to do your proper research, spend the time and don't rush into like really, really new products. Mm -hmm. um, that's the reason why I don't really 
jump to buy the next new mint and to buy the like the next new thing it's getting more and more riskier unless it's from a brand it's a lot of like you know empty promises like you said and you really don't have anything to fall back on if the founders don't have a proven track record if they're brand new they're just jumping on the wagon then it's even more reason to to let things play or look at older projects for example like historical nfts are great the ones that have kept active over like they have you know, like years on them and they've survived to the real bear markets, the ones like even before that, which is why a lot of people like the genre in general. So I feel like there might even be like a movement towards like, hey, like maybe there are older projects who are still active to this day that have that history of like, you know, withstanding and still being active now versus the ones that are released like in 2021, promising to give you like a piece of merch in the future, for example. Are you shilling curio cards right now? I'm just joking. No, absolutely not. I'm just joking. I'm totally just joking. Absolutely but, not. <laughs> but yeah, like you mentioned, there's definitely good older projects out there instead of chasing the newest hype on a cost basis. Like it's definitely less than like buying something that's three ETH thinking it will go to 15 ETH. Like there's a higher chance it could go below three ETH than it becoming 15 ETH. So just always be mindful out there. And I guess that's where I want to leave off unless you have other things you want to put out. Yeah. On that note of like expecting prices to go up as soon as you buy, ask yourself why you want to get into NFTs in the first place. If it's for like fast money, expect to be disappointed very heavily if you're not like keeping your eye on every little thing that goes on in the market and like you're in the discords like, seven hours a day or like maybe it's 18 hours a day yeah it changes in an instant things things disappear they come and go don't risk that hard on money like blender said don't risk that hard on money on some speculative thing that like an anonymous founder can just run away with anyway so yeah be mindful you know just invest with stuff that you would be happy to lose not happy to lose but you know like okay with losing yeah just be more mindful if you're For going sure. to spend that money for sure. And so that's the news for this week. Keep your ETH safe, people. Don't DJN. <laughs> Don't DJN in every project. Note yeah, to myself. Not every project. <laughs> every other project. <laughs> yeah, just so, yeah. projects that we shill. <laughs> <laughs> totally joking. All right. <laughs> joking. And joking. All right, CL. I guess I will catch you next week and let us know what you guys think of the show. Leave a like. Well, we are on YouTube now. Leave a comment and everything. Some reviews on Spotify. It definitely helps out. Share it with others. And you guys have a great rest of your week. We'll see you in the metaverse. Bye-bye.